One thing that's not a real treat is, you know what, speaking of Easter, what we're saying, I made a note to talk about this. Do you like Cadbury eggs? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. I, I had never really had one, believe it or not, until this Easter. And it's disgusting. So disgusting. And not only that, it simulates like a real egg. It's white with a yellow yolk. Yeah, you feel like you're eating an embryo. It's, 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 just, it's hideous in every way. What, what, plus, plus, uh, it's, and plus milk chocolate. It's just so, it's so bad in every single – the foil gets stuck to it. Yes. It's just a, it's a fucking mess. It's disgusting. Why would you like, – let's simulate a candy that's like eating raw meat. Or something. <laughs> why, why does it? Why would a child want to simulate eating a raw egg? Hey, everybody! Welcome to a brand new episode of Save It for the Show. This is episode one hundred and thirty-seven, and I'm solo in the studio this week, and I'm not taking the advice of my wife who last week's show, I had my wife and sister-in-law open the show, and my wife gave a show secret. You may not know this, Josh. On the show this week is a good friend of the show, Josh Redden. What's up, Josh? Hello, Danny. How are you? I'm wonderful. Yeah? It's been a while. It has been a while. Too long. And Eddie's not on the show, and my wife wrote an, an anonymous email once into the show, if Eddie can't do the show, don't do the show. And because she's, she's wow. she was mortified. She listened to me when I did a show, a solo show, and she was embarrassed. She said, listening to me, just talk to myself for 45 minutes. So she wrote an anonymous in the suggestion box, my lovely wife. Good Lord. That's that's Nicole. That's Nicole. I liked that show. That was when we were in the hotel in, uh, in L.A. Yeah, and I was getting loose. and I got a kick out of that. Thank I guess because I've been there with you. Oh, boy, have we ever. <laughs> So, uh, but I, I pictured you in your jammies with your uh, with your biter guard. Yeah, my night you'd guard. Al- you'd always come out with a sheepish look on your face, like, "Sorry, dude, I gotta put the mouth guard in." <laughs> and you'd have your your little Syracuse T-shirt and your boxer shorts on. And come <laughs> of course, I'd be naked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, would make funny for your uh, little mouth guard. Well, Sorry, dude, I gotta put my mouth guard in. I'm very much a creature of habit. For for any new listeners of the show, <laughs> so Josh and I worked together for years. We traveled together for years. Are you you're like touching your mic? I'm sorry, I have to break the fourth wall. What's that noise? I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 doing this with a headset for the first time. All right, you're moving around. Maybe it sounds. I'm hearing some scratching. Well, is that so? Is that the rule? I've got to sit here like completely still. I don't know if that's going to work for me. No, no, no. But just try not to have your like your if your mic's brushing against your manly chest hair or something. Mm. I am shirtless. Of course you are. It's good. <laughs> and you just zip something. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make the folks at home go crazy. All right. Well, so Josh and I have been friends for a long, long time. And we work together. But like I said, we travel together. And so this is probably, I don't know, what, your fourth or fifth time doing the show? I think so. Yeah, somewhere around there. Dig in the archives if you've never heard a Josh and I show. We've done a handful of them together in person. Typically, we're half in the bag, too. And we were just saying... We're sober as two nuns right now, and because we're professionals, we don't need beverages to keep us going. Right? Plus, I yeah, well, and then it was March Madness last night, and I I did have a one too many. Yes, I'm yeah. sure, and I just camped, and I had way too many. So it is a Tuesday night. I'm not trying to go up in the club on a Tuesday. So 
Oh man, I got I got my Fiji here. Just uh, just sucking down some Fiji water. Sucking down Fiji. You're on the show, and so I have talked about you recently. I did mention to the folks at home. I don't know, maybe ten episodes ago, when you were mm-hmm. deathly ill, when we almost lost you to yeah. to death's door, and that was scary. But you're back. You're doing better. And how how crazy you you definitely had a near life near death experience, didn't you? I did. Yeah, it it was surreal to say the least. I think for me, for me the most surreal thing was was trying to make that decision to actually drive yourself to the hospital. Yeah. You know, because you're going you know, you're thinking there's there's absolutely no way that this is something critical. I just have a really really bad sore throat that's getting worse and worse. Wait, now I can't swallow. And now I'm having a really hard time breathing. And it was it got to the point to where I I was spitting my saliva into a salad bowl. And I was sitting there on my couch. I was watching reruns of Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd taken so much NyQuil earlier in the night because I just thought I was sick. And I was supposed to fly to Boston the, the next morning uh, for, for a big meeting. And uh, I just, gosh, you got to get some sleep. You got to get some sleep. And I kept waking myself up because I felt like I was drowning because I couldn't even swallow my own saliva. Man. I'm sitting on my couch by myself, spitting into a salad bowl, just going, man, I guess you got to do it. And yeah, I, I, I got to the emergency room and don't really remember much after that. I, I kind of got in the door, I guess, and kicked the, the counter there where the, where the lady takes your insurance card and, um, mm-hmm. and collapsed and uh, woke up a few days later with, uh, with a ventilator down my throat. And That doesn't even sound real. This sounds like an episode of House. <laughs> or, or scrubs where you're, you've, everyone's nightmare, I think, has had that where you feel a pain. Let's say you feel a pain in your side. You go on WebMD. You start Googling around. You're convinced you have cancer. Well, in your case, you did have something awful and you did almost die. Yeah, because you're sitting there going, there's no way. First of all, I'm not calling 911. You know, it's like I'm right. not climbing into some ambulance. And then and then you get to that point where it's like, I'm in, really, I'm in real trouble here. And yeah. And and then you, you wake up four days later and just say what the hell happened and uh, man I see you so it was um it was definitely an eye opener and and puts a lot of things in perspective mm-hmm. uh, makes you makes you realize what's important uh, and makes you kind of make some changes so it was uh, all of that led me to uh, well hold on don't don't oh, yeah. don't all right, spoiler all right. alert we're still. All right, we're still talking about the death. We're still on this, yeah. So, <laughs> from from my perspective, it was interesting too because I, I talked on the show once. I had a friend die, and that was surreal. It was one of my first friends who was, you know, I think he was in his early forties, and it all kind of played out on Facebook. He was dying from cancer, so he had fundraisers and he would leave messages, and then he ended up not making it, and it was really really sad. And in your case. You, I think your aunt and your mom, they were kind of writing on your account and people were dying, clamoring for any information. And they were even, even some people texted me, which I, I took as a compliment that they thought sure. like, hey, you know, Josh, you know, what's, know. he should know. And I, even I didn't know. And it really scared me too. I was actually doing a podcast with Eddie and my phone started getting all these texts from people you and I used to work with. Like, what happened to Josh? What happened to Josh? And in my mind, I thought you were dead. Like some, you had gotten a car accident. Or something, right. and it really, really freaked me out. And then I went on your Facebook, but that was funny. That's it was. That's where I went first. Like, let me go to his Facebook. Like, that's your that CNN. Amazing? Yeah, like uh, that's the hub of your life. And then, sure enough, I think your aunt Terry or somebody, Terry Aunt Terry Bear, left yeah. uh, a message that you were okay and 
doing all right. But the funny thing was, when I talked to you later, you were sort of pissed off that they <laughs> they gave all these details, or they were saying like, you know, the glory of God and all these things that aren't really up your alley. <laughs> and then I think you probably erased them, or I don't know. That made me laugh though. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, God had his hand on me. Uh, <laughs> well, not only that, but then all like the, the just the the gruesome details of the the you know the removal of the tube and the pus and the blood. I mean, it, she really she really painted the picture, which I guess you know was accurate. But isn't that odd that that's where you went and that yeah. that's fun to find out? Well, the, because the deal was is that um, I was they they just had my ID because my phone was locked. And they had to put me into a, a coma because I wouldn't accept the breathing tube. Oh. And so I'm just this dude laying there, on, you know, on a ventilator. And they don't know to, to contact any of my family or anything. And they, they weren't going to let, let me come out of this sedation enough to get my code. Because mm. I guess I gave the, the man nurse a pretty good fight to get me in the restraints. Mm. And he's just like, you're not we're not waking that guy up. I'm not fighting him again. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the late, the late night lady nurse just finally just said, I can't take it anymore. I need to know who this guy is. She brought me off the medication enough to get me uh, to the point to where I could was coherent. And I wrote down my passcode to my phone somehow. I don't remember of course any of this. And she gone mm. in and, and called some of my, some of my family. Wow. So there's, there's kind of, I think a, I think it was about a 24-hour span where I was there where they, you know, there was, they didn't really know who I was. Just, they just knew I was Josh Redden from South Lake Tahoe. Man, you were like one step above a John Doe, essentially. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that was, that was interesting. And then, and then the other thing was they, my mom finally talked them into bringing me out of it for a minute. And I guess I just kept writing uh, O2 on a, like a ink board that they would hand me. And I, and they just couldn't figure out, like, what is he trying to say? And I was just, I was saying oxygen because I didn't feel like I was getting enough air on mm. the ventilator. And they just kept, you know, wanting to, you know, know like how I was feeling or what I was going through. And I just kept writing O2 over and over and over again. Uh, <laughs> and not oxygen? You decided to write O2? I, I couldn't spell oxygen now. Right. Let's start in that state. I uh. just... I guess I, I thought I was clever. Maybe. Did you have the little two, the small two? Maybe that was the problem. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's funny. Someone should have taken a picture of that. I'd like to see that. So, someone should have commandeered your Instagram account and posted all these awful. You're, too bad your Aunt Terry didn't do that. I mean, there are there are photos out there of the whole ordeal of me being out that my mom had. And I think she wanted to post them, but mm. uh, luckily, Jamie and my brother stopped her. Because, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a Facebook frenzy. It was uh, the... the Facebook was ablaze. It was. <laughs> Man, I've never seen anything like that. Well, the, you bring up an interesting point, though. What would happen in this day and age if you did, your phone dies and you get knocked out? You almost want to put something in your wallet that says, hey, if you find me, call this number. Because if your phone's dead or locked, you know, that, how's someone going to contact your wife or brother or anybody? Right. Crazy. Yeah. Well, well, and I hadn't done the little, you know, emergency contact on the iPhone, of course. Um, but... Yeah, I, your I'm iPhone. <laughs> you you probably haven't updated your iPhone. Josh and technology, man. Just I'm sure your iPhone right now. You've got 400 text messages, 300 voicemails. Josh's voicemail box. He's one of these guys whose voicemail box is always full, always. And uh, who does your IT support now that you don't have me around to to kick around for that Dude, stuff? Dude, it's it's rough. I mean, because I only see Lyle two days a week, 
So, so t- right now, Dan, I need some help. My my storage is full. Oh boy! My phone, so I can't even use my camera. That's part of the reason why I've been off the network so long, because I can't even take a picture if I wanted to. And I and I even went to the to the uh, the trouble of buying extra storage, mm-hmm. but I still don't know how to do it. And 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 I and I have the big one, and it's it's completely cracked because I wanted to run it naked because when you put because when you put the case on it, it is just so big, so um, it's completely shattered. I can't use the camera. I mean, it's it's barely it barely works. That 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 is so you, man. I can't even stand it. If you told me that you had a beautiful phone that was free of problems, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's 325 unread text messages right now. I, I was at lunch with somebody and they go, "How can you do that?" I know. Uh, I'm jealous just, of that though. I, I think you either need to be like me and anal about it, or like you and just sort of roll with it because you can't you can't be in the middle. Uh, that's almost a crazier place to be. Well, you came out of it, you survived, and then like you said, you know, you'd had a beautiful girlfriend for a long time, and so this mm-hmm. happened when in like November. Or something. Yeah, kind of like yeah, mid November. I think like the fifteenth, somewhere around there. Yeah, middle of November. And then right around the holidays, you called me. We finally caught up. You told me the story, and then you said, "No, by the way, I have some news. I'm getting married and on New Year's Eve or day." Uh, New Year's Eve Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. Yeah. And oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah, it was December thirtieth. December thirtieth, and uh-huh. you were gonna get married in San Francisco, and you wanted to know if my wife could shoot photos, if I could come, and it, to me at the time, it you have a best friend. I know I'm not your best friend. I, I certainly would like to think I'm I'm a top fiver for <laughs> you, or, and or maybe top at least top ten, at least top I, ten. You cracked the top ten for sure. Top ten, okay, thanks. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. you could have just said top five to make me feel good, but that's fine. Oh, uh, you know. Top ten, fine. You're, you know. there, there would be very upset people. Oh, it's a it's a very popular club. <laughs> so when you told me that you're getting married, I know your best friend. He's actually my my mortgage guy. And so later on that week, we were, we're I, I was talking to him, and I said something to him like, "Of course, in my mind, I thought if Josh told me that he's getting married, of course he told our good friend Sheldon that he was getting married, and you hadn't yet." You were planning some sort of surprise to tell him or something. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that I robbed you and spoiled the surprise for him of, <laughs> of a pretty big thing. So I, I still feel bad about that. And I no, no, you single-handedly ruined the entire plan for the wedding. <laughs> oh God. Damn <laughs> because it. because you told Sheldon and then and then our other really dear friend Ryan Howdigy was having a surprise 40th birthday party the next day. Mm-hmm. So our whole crew is at this party and I still hadn't had a chance to talk to Sheldon. So now Sheldon's going to everybody in our entire crew. Can you believe this bullshit? <laughs> Redden's getting married and doesn't even tell any of us. I hear it from somebody else that he's getting married. So now he tells, oh. you know, all the others in the top 10. Right. Now everybody's upset. Oh that, boy. And, and because the plan was, was that, um, well, first of all, you're, your wife is just an incredibly talented photographer, and Jamie really loves her work and knows her. And we had a good time in San Francisco that for time. For sure. So, and Jamie's obviously now your fiance, now wife. For- correct. Correct. And so she, the first thing she said was, "Well, do you think Nicole will come shoot our wedding?" So I was trying to line up all the particulars of timing and before I kind of told everybody. So that's why you were in the know early, was because. 
Of course, course dear friend, but we, I wanted sure. to wear the photog. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and so, I, and then I was, I was kind of planning a, a much more creative announcement for all of my friends. Right. But see, I was only going to invite Sheldon and, uh, and then of course you would have been there. Um, and then, and you know, then just kind of announce it later with a, with a kind of this, when we had photos like this, this just happened, mm. which actually just went out on Facebook. I think like yesterday, Yeah, I, I finally posted the photo. Um, so that was the plan all along was kind of this, this secret wedding. We were going to, you know, go off to Kauai and then, and then get the fam out to Denver and then kind of, you know, deliver a really nice announcement to everybody once we got some photos and, and just kind of do it that way. Right. But Dan Fields fucked that whole plan up. Ugh. And so now I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just out of the hospital. I got the holidays coming and I have every friend in the world calling me just so pissed. Right. They're, they're hearing this news secondhand. Uh, so then it was just kind of all out of the bag and, and, uh, it still was a beautiful, uh, experience at uh, city hall and just had, um, had Sheldon and my brother and, and our family and stayed at the Fairmont, which I've, um, always wanted to stay in a suite at the Fairmont with a, the view of the Golden Gate Bridge and nice. a big balcony and and uh, had just a, a really couple incredible days in the city with with uh, family. That's great. And then yeah, then took off to Kauai, which also was a pleasant surprise. I, I've never been a huge proponent of Hawaii honeymoons, but um, so this is January. What took you so damn long to post on Facebook that you were married in a photo? I can't believe uh, when you were there, or like the day of, almost. I know you were waiting for a nice photo, but you took an awful long time, man. That's a that's like an eternity in social network world. I just sort of wanted to go away for a while. I mean, I, I hadn't, after I thanked everyone for their very amazing support and, and outpouring during the, the health scare, right. I just sort of checked out for off all of that ridiculousness for a few months. Yeah. And, you know, the people that really mattered knew. True. Um, and, and, you know, we got to, to, to celebrate that and, and I just sort of wanted a break, yeah. um, all of it. Cause as again, as, as I'm incredible, the, as, as much as the outreach made me feel loved and, and, and gosh, it did, it was also a tad bit humbling in a way and almost just a little bit intrusive in a way, um, yeah. with, with, with the, with the kind of very, graphic explanations that my mother and, and aunt posted and I just sort of <laughs> needed I just sort of needed a break from it all and uh so yeah and just really wanted to focus on getting healthy and 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 uh adapting to being a, a husband and and father and and so just sort of checked out for a bit and then you know decided all right it's time to I guess it's time to resurface and father, like you said, I mean, it, well, you've never always been Mr. Share and Mr. Social anyway, so it's not too surprising that you didn't, you know, barf it all out there. And yeah, good for you, man. I mean, I, I feel like you're not alone in that camp. More and more people seem to be leaving Facebook, not posting as much. Even me, I, I don't know. I just feel less, like, who cares? And, and for me to say that's silly, I do a stupid show every week where I, I barf out every detail, every detail. of my yeah. life and the nitty gritty. But it just it's, it feels a little different than a Facebook update or something. But like you said, a dad. So, Josh, before we did this show, this tonight, we had plans to do it at 8.30 or something. And <laughs> you texted me, hey, can we push it a little bit? Because I'm watching The Voice with the family, the TV show The Voice. <laughs> and now, <laughs> you got to understand, Josh 
has a wife now who has two beautiful children from a previous marriage. So you went from seriously zero to a million in terms of picking up uh, a wife and a family and a dog and the whole thing. I mean, what's that been like for you? Because you, you had a reputation, I think, for being like this perennial bachelor who I knew wanted a family so bad. And you've always, you've had opportunities, but they just weren't right. And so you have now what you've always wanted. So it's not a surprising shock to me how much you love it. But I'm sure for you, it's, you're still probably adjusting because it's not easy. Mm. No, it's not. It's not. I, I had the opportunity to see a lot of my really dear friends last night. And they're all married. And, and we were, you know, it was nine or ten of us guys, married guys, uh, talking about the dynamic. And, and I, you know, just started asking some <laughs> very, to them, uh, <laughs> hilarious questions of just, uh, of, of naivety. Is that a word? When you're naive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or naivete uh, or something. Naivete. Uh, because I, they're just like, dude, we've been telling you this for 10 years. This is what, what to expect. Um, it, it is a challenge, but it's, it's the greatest gift I've, I've been given. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I was, you know, going through that, my last thought was about, you know, what Jamie would tell the kids. And when I came out of the, the medicated stupor and, and she was standing there, it, it was the most, um, sure of anything I've ever been hmm. that that it was it was time to end the long distance it was time to do what was right and it was time to start building this life together and uh I'll tell you the the kids the kids are the easy part honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they really are and they're just so precious in every way and you know just having Easter and, and the the wonder of the Easter egg hunt and the baskets and mm-hmm. having a Christmas together as a family you know right after um you know, right before our wedding and, and, you know, after me getting out of the hospital, it's just this, this chapter for me has, has been exciting. I'm, it's my second half. Yeah. Like, you know, so I went into the halftime and made some adjustments and came out and going to play a uh, solid second half here. Nice. Did a lot of good things in the first half, you know, did a lot of good stuff. Sure did. Made some adjustments and, uh, and are ready for the second. And I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. You know, I think that from being a, a coach and a teacher in my, in my, previous career and um not having that for for so long and uh to be able to sit down and work on long division and teach you how to skateboard or maddie how to swim the backstroke or yeah do all those things that i really enjoy and it's just all built in um i'm thrilled you can still have your own identity too i think that's something a lot of people don't realize when you have kids first half josh is still there you know first half josh we can, you and I can get together and and hit mm-hmm. some Swayze's like we used yeah. to back in the day, which is like a Red Bull vodka shooter drink that Josh and I enjoy, and you still get after it, of course. But yeah. being able to do these things with your kids, and I mean, I of course I talk about it on the show all the time. It is like a second life. You get to enjoy the wonder of Easter. Or I just went camping and did all that with my kids. It's it's fun and it's it's really really great. So good for you, man. I, like I said, I'm not surprised at all that you're just reveling in it, loving it, and and doing a great job at it. So, are you going to have one of your own? I mean, I guess that's the big question. That is, man. And I'm and to be honest, I'm wrestling with it because as much as I am enjoying this, and I, and I really am. Like we, you know, I had them all. We had the whole family on one chairlift at 
at a basin, you know, a few weeks ago. And I just kind of looked and go, look at this, you know, we've got Maddie on skis and Elon on a snowboard and Jay got new skis and, and we're all riding the chairlift together. And we're all skiing down the mountain and it just felt like such an accomplishment and so great. And on that ride up, I just started thinking, well, where would, where would the third one go? And, <laughs> and gosh, we'd be starting back at zero. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and you just did it. Yeah, you know, tell me and, about and, it. Yeah. And, you know, I, you're a lot younger than I am. And, and, and there's a part of me, it's like, gosh, you know, starting at zero, we're looking at almost, I'll be 60 mm-hmm. uh, when this, this child were to graduate from high school. And, uh, you know, as much as I feel like I need, I may need that in my life, the, the, the grace and the love that I have for, for these two is, is pretty amazing. And uh, it's not something I feel like I... I have to experience, and if I don't, yeah, my, my life is going to be empty or unfulfilled. That's you good. Know, you know, I made it. I made a choice uh, to live kind of a more. I don't know if it's selfish, but in, uh, yeah, a life uh, that I wanted to live for a lot of years through my twenties and thirties, and sure, and that was a that was a conscious choice I made, and and maybe by making that choice, I I may miss out on other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. You know, I think I think right now um, I can say that I'm more than than fulfilled and satisfied with the two beautiful children I have. Good. Although they, they look nothing like me, <laughs> they're, they're blonde, blue-eyed, like rail thin. Right. I mean, I mean, there's there's no way they could be mine. Yeah. In any way possible. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You Just, never know. I mean, listen. Yeah. I think you're lucky too because. You you kind of get them full time. There you, you are as much a dad to them as anything, and that's worth a lot. And so the tug that you might feel because you need to have if you had a tug to have your own kid, then you shun those two children. You have your own new kid that's your baby, and then you kick the two of them to the curb, and and you don't love them as much anymore. So <laughs> no, I'd hate them. Yeah, that's what I told Jamie. I said, you know, I just I, I grew up in that in that environment. I grew up, you know, with a stepdad, and and then a little brother came after who I love more than anything. But I was definitely the the fourth wheel, but not not to really complete the car. Right. But I was I was definitely on the outside looking in in that situation, and I don't think it was you know a conscious you know move by my stepdad who I'm very close with now. But I, I just you know I don't want to. I don't know if I want to try to face that, mm-hmm. um, but who knows, you know? Yeah, you never know, man. If, if I hit the lottery and can just stay home all day or something, I, I would con- and have like a couple nannies, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would totally consider it. Because that's all you really need, and then it's perfect. If you could just have a live-in nanny, mm-hmm. so, and, and it's not that I, I want to be away from the children constantly, but I just want to go out for a run with Jamie for 30 minutes. Oh, please, tell me about you it. Know? You need a break, <laughs> man. Go to a yoga class, you know? And so you could just... If you, if you could be so lucky just to have, you know, a, a, a live-in support, that would be amazing. But again, they're almost getting to that age to where we can do that stuff. Yeah. And that's why I'm I'm not as... Um, you don't want to get eager. pulled back into it. Yeah. Believe yeah. me, I, I just had my kids home for two weeks for spring break. Two weeks. <sighs> and they're in third grade and first grade. And so it's... Man, it's nonstop. And look, if it makes me a bad dad, then fuck, I'm a bad dad. But today they finally went back, and my wife and I were like cheering that the kids were out of the house because you need a break from these goddamn kids. It's a full time freaking thing. And the lady down the street one time said something to me like, "Oh, I I don't understand these people that they they want their kids out of the house. I want my kids at home all the time." 
I'm like, lady, dude, the kids don't want to be here all the time. They want to go to school. They want to play sports. They want to get the fuck out of the house as much as we want them out of here, too. So I don't know. I understand when your kids get to that age, too, when they're both in school, you're right. You'll have that time because it's not selfish. I, You have a relationship with Jamie. I have a relationship with Nicole. And it's important to keep that and not just be a dad and a mom. And so you want to go for a run. You want to go for a date. You got to you got to do that. Yeah, it's crucial. Yeah, so no, but it's it's been it's been fun, Danny. I mean, I'm way into it. I'm caught up. I'm caught up with all my buddies now. Now I can like sit and and not be that you know weirdo who they all live vicarious through vicariously through and you know mm-hmm. want to see if you're on Tinder or something. You know, so it's it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. But now I've got a buddy who's recently divorced and he's taken that role. So oh it's a, boy. Yeah. Well, that's what's gonna happen now. Oh, your friends will start getting divorced and they're back in the game because man. Even now, like if I had to get back in the game after being shacked up with Nicole for the past 10, 11 years, oh, I would be a mess. You you would do just fine. You think so? You'd kill it. Yeah, I probably would. But you you would absolutely kill it. <laughs> you know, I, I've joked that I would kill it because I'm good on the internet and I feel like I would just rule internet dating. Oh, dude, you would you would dominate internet dating. <laughs> you would, I mean, you you have such a wonderful, uh, you know, online voice and you're such a good like, you know, Hip chatter, or what? Do, what do we used to use in the day? Aim, aim. such a good aim, aimer. Right. I'm a hip chat guy now. Uh, I mean, dude, you would absolutely destroy it. I mean, not that you ever would, but if you had to, all right. Well, listen, you would, you would, you would enter the market as a as a very viable player. Well, let me just say a little bit of show news. I am getting a divorce from Nicole, so I am on the game starting now tonight, nice. and I'm nice. ready. Well, you're right. You're not the weird uncle. And, you know, that's the funny thing, too. First half, Josh, if I had you on the show, I still have sort of on my list of show topics to talk to you about. I still have some skeletons in, in, in your closet that we never really broached. So <laughs> maybe for another time we can we can open up those, crack those yeah, nuts. We might be able to let some of those out now. But, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a couple more shows down the road. There you go. Okay. Well, let's move on. So you're alive, you're married, you're kicking ass, and, and that's what matters. On last week's show, I mentioned that I was pumped because – the one great thing about you, a gift that you gave to me, unlike um, a father would give to a son, you really gave me the love of sport. In, mm. in particular, baseball. In particular, the San Francisco Giants. And also, in particular, fantasy slash March Madness pools and, and stuff like that. And when Josh and I used to work together, we were all kind of nerdy guys. And then Josh came flying in sort of as like an alpha male uh, with a heart of gold and you kind of brought sports to everybody and so this is a very long way of saying is josh for i guess like six years or so you've had this march madness pool and last week i was in a pretty good position to win the whole thing and i talked about it on the show i was gonna win 400 bucks i was gonna buy shirts and do all this horse shit for the show and i lost and, yes. and then you, though, were poised to win the whole thing because you had Wisconsin taking the bag. And then, of course, you lost as well, unfortunately. But you did still get second. And your baby brother, baby bro, did take first place. So I'm, I'm glad that Brandon won out of everybody, at least. Sweet baby Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Little brother took it. You know, I've been doing this. I've been doing that pool for, I think, I, I was thinking about it in the shower today. I think 19 years, 20 years. Wow. And so we used to print out the brackets and then hand write them in and then hang them on the wall and I would hand score it all. And then, uh, you know, 
but no, like they would, everyone would just come over to my house and see who won. I mean, there, there wasn't even an, an email or it was all just done face to face for a lot of years. My goodness. And, and we'd use a big red Sharpie to, to, to scratch out, you know, if you got one wrong and, and yeah, it would be all done by hand. Um, and I've never, ever won. Never once. Wow. And I've, and collecting the money is such a pain in the ass. Now with PayPal, it's fantastic. But for years, you know, you'd get like, Oh, here, let me just buy you a beer and a shot. And that'll, that'll be the 20 I owe you. Right. And you'd have like, you know, 50, you know, you'd have like 30 people in this pool. Right. Every year I'd shell out like 400 bucks, my own money to pay out the winners. Hmm. And, and I've never won. And so this year everybody paid. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. And, and using PayPal. And I thought I was going to win. I'm like, Oh my gosh, finally, I'm, there's going to be kind of good karma here for me to getting paid back for all these years of hosting this thing. <laughs> And I and then so I was watching the game last night with all my pals and and uh, and lost and and you know I thought maybe baby brother just be like hey brother keep the money you know for all those years you you've oh. been yeah right oh, of course not <laughs> he's like a young newlywed he wants that four hundred bucks texting me this morning asking me when he's gonna get his Skrilla I'm like give me a day yeah man the body's still warm come on <laughs> no but Dan you you've won it once before I did and I think I won it wasn't 400 though it, it wasn't as big of a pool it was like maybe 250 or something but it, yeah I mean I, think I based it on who paid and because I was tired of right people so I think you got you got kind of shafted that year but hey, what are you gonna do you're pretty good you're pretty good man you had, you, and you had a shot I did but uh, well watching the Giants right now it looks like they're gonna lose oh that's too bad well next year I'll try again and I, I, I what I did too I didn't watch the games which has sort of been like my thing I watched the game where Kentucky lost so I and I was drinking like um a Bud Light Lime which is you know a favorite drink of mine. You know what Bud Light Lime did was drive me crazy. They changed the cans and they turned them into like Red Bull sized cans, so they're really slim. They've like turned them into a, a woman's drink. How am I supposed to drink a Bud Light Lime and be taken seriously when the can is like a, a Christian? Remember Christian, our friend Christian, uh, uh, Christian C from Tribal. Yeah, that guy. I did a Snapchat of the, the sissy can, and he said, it's like I'm drinking a Virginia Slim. And he, he's totally right. So, Well, was Bud Light Lime ever not a woman's drink? I, I didn't I didn't Shut know. your mouth. It's a, good, it's a fantastic summer drink. And I don't know why they did that. They ruined it for me. I mean, this is coming from a guy who drinks white wine spritzers. Like, it's going out of style. So of course you I can't. Do. I can't talk too much shit about your Bud Light Lime. I'm mad at Bud Light Lime. You know what else I'm mad at is Kit. What are you doing drinking fucking around with Bud Light Limes, man? You just drink a Manmosa. It's the same thing and way better. I do like to have Coors Light with orange juice. But sometimes, oh. sometimes I want to mix it up and have a little Bud Light Lime. Because, you know, because the, the one thing about the Manmosa that, you know, the lime offers you that nice cold aluminum can. Right. But just just crack open a bullet and and throw a little orange juice in on top and just drink it out of the can still. Buddy, that's that's my move. A hundred percent. I do that move all the time. Oh. I love it. I want one right now. Me too. I don't like drinking Coors Light out of a bottle. That's, nah, that's it's gotta be out of the can. Gotta be out of the can. I want one right now. You're absolutely right. And then and when the little trough has the has the orange juice still just kind of mm. in it. And so that first sip is just so orangey. Yes, so good. Ah, God, so good. There's a there's a, a pseudo a honorable mention real treat for the show right there. Mm. One thing that's not a real treat is you know what? Speaking of Easter, where we're saying I made a note to talk about this. Do you like Cadbury eggs? Absolutely not. 
Oh my God, I, I had never really had one, believe it or not, until this Easter, and it's disgusting. So disgusting. And not only that, it simulates like a real egg. It's white with a yellow yolk. Yeah, you feel like you're eating an embryo. It's, 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 just, it's hideous in every way. What, what, plus, plus, uh, it's, and plus milk chocolate. It's just so, it's so bad in every single, the foil gets stuck to it. Yes. It's just a, it's a fucking mess. It's disgusting. Why would you, like, let's simulate a candy that's like eating raw meat. Or something. <laughs> why, why does it? Why would a child want to simulate eating a raw egg? Uh, I don't know, but I, I I do remember loving them as a child. I think it's one of those things that maybe you only do like as a kid. However, my kids didn't like it. They said it was gross. It, it doesn't have a good flavor. It's not like it's caramel in the middle. It's some weird, not even marshmallowy. I I couldn't get down with it. Candy is getting grosser and grosser. I, I went to an Easter party. And there was so much candy. The kids weren't even that interested in it. Like Peeps, Cadbury eggs. It, it, candy doesn't taste good like it did when we were kids. I feel like it's becoming way too processed and plastic and, and kind of bad. And, and kids can tell. It's nasty. It is. I'll still fuck with a Reese's egg, though. Ooh, well, hey, chocolate's a different story. I'm talking about like the plastic, you know, jelly beans and Peeps and ugh. That's so the, Reese's, the Reese's peanut butter egg is, 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 is a real treat. Yeah. And then the, the C's does a nice Easter uh, Easter sequence of of, of, of nice treats mm-hmm. that they roll out that my grandma has always been famous for uh, for sending. C's. I, I was talking about this once in a show. How does C's stay in business? C's candies. Like, how does that company year long maintain a profit margin? That's a good question. I mean, I do love those suckers. Mm. And I have been known to buy a box of them in the airport for like $17. Or at least. And I was saying, you know what you should do is you should go apply there as a young man because they couldn't not hire you. That would be ageist. <laughs> you could have a lawsuit, kind of like when those people, when men try to get hired at Hooters. Man, what is that? They are like 97-year-old women. That's all that works at Seas Candy. It's, 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 it's like they only hire you if you look like the woman on the box. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. That's, that's, the, that's the requisite. You have to be an old, gray-haired lady who likes giving out free samples. So, yeah, as a joke, like a Nathan for you. I don't know if you ever watched that show on Comedy Central or something. Like Somebody could do that as a stunt, try to get a job at Seas and see what happens. So, all right, well, listen, let's move on. Uh, you want to do a couple questions, and then we can do our real treats, and I can let you go on your merry way. Sounds good, man. We've got, uh, we've got Mad Men to get caught up on tonight. Yeah, I got Mad Men. Are you watching Better Call Saul? Um, I haven't. You know, I wasn't as big of a fan of that show as everyone else was. That Breaking Bad? Yeah, I mean, I did, I did, I did, watch, I did watch it, but yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't have the, the love for it that everyone else did. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I just watched the uh, season finale of Better Call Saul. It's, it's great. I mean, I feel like if you just got into that show, you may like it more than Breaking Bad. It's simpler and funnier, and I don't know. Either way, okay. So I, I want to. I want to. So that's I should get into that because I am looking for a new show. I've been watching Game of Thrones religiously with Jamie because she's never watched it, mm. and I'm just I just said, look, I don't with Game of Thrones. I don't fuck around. I don't watch it on on demand. I don't. TV it. I watch it when it comes on on HBO at 10 p.m. on Sunday night. Yeah, and that is that is that is final. So y- you got to get caught up. And so we've just been doing a Game of Thrones marathon for the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. God, it's fun to rewatch again. You, I could just watch it over and over. Are you caught up though? We are, um, dude. I think tonight we're gonna if we can get through Mad Men and get an app in. 
I think tonight's the red wedding. Ooh, that's going to blow her mind. I know. I don't know if she's ready for it. I think we might need to wait for tomorrow. She's a little tired. Yeah. You can't be dozing off during that one. Yeah. So we're, we're at the end of season three right now. So when I got in sh- I got shit from Nicole because she fell asleep during the finale of Better Call Saul. And I looked over, I saw she was sleeping and I did that move. I said, Hey, hey, you awake? And she's like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm okay. And her eyes just closed and I just forged ahead. I just, I, I watched the rest of the show because it was so good. And I, right. I know she was sleeping and she said she was awake, but she wasn't. And kind of, I knew. And the next morning she was like, you fucking asshole. I can't believe you watched it without me because she likes to watch the show with me because this is going to make her sound really unintelligent, but she gets confused, <laughs> especially, yeah. especially in Game of Thrones. She doesn't have a clue half the time what's going on. Right. So I have to explain to her what's going on. And if I watch it once without her, so now that you're married, you do have, it's sacred. You really do have to, you know, withhold watching it and watch it with a significant other. But you set the ground rules. You said, look, babe, you're, you're either on this train or you're not. Now you got to catch up. But then there is that, what you say, because I thought, so afterwards, I'm like, so did you understand what, what happened there? Did, did, did you get what Stannis was doing there? Or did, did you know that, who, you know, that new character was? Did you know that's Rin, do you know who Rinley is? No. And, and, and no, she does. Oh, good. She gets it all. It's her first time watching it, and she gets it so much better than I got it my first time. I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost like kind of embarrassed by it because <laughs> she totally is not lost at all. And I kind of want her to be because I've, fucking was i mean i remember veronica and i were at buck wild would like go like on monday mornings would like meet up at her desk and like read like the cliff notes to like yeah try to like keep track of it all and like i i did i would go onto the website and try to keep track of all the families yeah she's just on it if if you ask nicole who stannis was she would say what stannis law county here in california she doesn't have a clue who Stannis is. you know what you could do if you really wanted to geek out on game of thrones you could listen to a game of thrones podcast People do that, you know, like after the show on Monday morning, there'll be a whole podcast for, you know, 45 minutes where two super fans will break it apart, talk about it. And people love that shit. I, I did one for The Walking Dead. Wow. Yeah, but I, I did it sort of as a way to, to get fans for yeah. this show. And I didn't, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. And it, it's like 10 times more popular than Save for the Show. Oh, so, well, how that yeah. Saving for the show is doing well, though, buddy. It is. What's next? Let's do some questions. All right, let's do it. So last week, I <laughs> I made the mistake of sort of not making fun of or saying that women potentially needed like a vibrator to masturbate in a hotel. So somebody wrote in a question yelling at me. So I'm going to read it, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. I can't believe we have to talk about this again so soon, guys. Of course, gals are taking care of their own business in hotel rooms. If we've got a hotel room, it's business time, whether you guy, your guy is there or not. What are we doing otherwise? Reading the notebook and our flannel PJs? Please stop it. And equipment, don't get me started with hotel porn. Um, I'm in for a long night of doing my nails because that's the only thing I can do with my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for yelling. You're my favorite still. Keep it raw, Danielle. So I wasn't trying to say. Oh, what's she doing later? She sounds fantastic. I know, right? She's great. Um, so I think she's right. Of course, women are in hotel rooms finger banging themselves. I just made it sound like they need their Hitachi wand or their, their vibrator to, to do their thing. So thanks for the question. And you're right. I, I stand corrected. Women are horny. 
they're as horny as men. She, she's given me shit on the show before because I make women sound like um, frumpy, like non-sexual people because I like to give Nicole a hard time and I'm trying to be funny on this show. So yes, of course, women are horny and gross and filthy. And this actually plays in well to another question that somebody sent in. Here's, here's the next question. What is your ratio of male to female listeners? And have you thought about trying to market more to women as the Hot Young Dad podcast? So, Dan, uh-huh. I, Dan, I believe I, that's that was some advice I gave you not too long ago. You did. I think you said that. Yeah, I should do more of like a dad centric podcast, and I've, I've struggled with that. And to answer the first part of their question, you know what? I, I think it's if, if it's not fifty fifty, I'll tell you what. We have way more vocal female listeners. I'd say eighty percent of the questions, tweets, comments are from women and not men. So maybe way more women actually do listen to the show than men, which kind of puts the whole my whole joke of women not being gross or raw on its ear because they they certainly are. But for young, I mean, I'm thirty four. I, I think a hot young dad podcast would be like a twenty three or twenty four year old. Maybe, but you know, thirty-four is not that old at all. You're a young ass man, Danny. You are a young ass man. No, I agree. Hot young dad. You know, talks about you know having all kinds of crazy sex with his wife and yeah, and all the trials and tribulations. I, I feel like I have a I have a pretty strong female side to me, and I think that's why I resonate with the show so much. Yeah, but I've told you that. I think I think that it's a it's a great show for female listeners. I agree. It, it really is. I, I would never say that I would make the show like a dad-centric show, but obviously I never shy away from talking about my kids. And, you know, I do think if I did focus the show, if I changed the title of it to, you know, the dad cast with hot young dads, the fucking show would probably go through the roof in terms of people just finding it and being able to talk about it. Maybe as a joke, I should change the name of the show, save it for the dads or something and, and see if all of a sudden we blow up. Yeah, dads, dicks, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something funny. <laughs> dads, dicks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I, the, the, and the question about the women, of course, they don't need a toy. No, I think come on. That, that wasn't a question. I think she was just more making a statement. She was mad at me. I'm mad at you. I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. I mean, of course, these women just you want to touch touch that badge all night long in a hotel room. I would. They love to diddle themselves. Come on, of course. All right. Um, well, something I've been doing on the show lately, too, is I read a review or two that people send in that are in particular funny or interesting. And we're almost to 100 reviews on iTunes. So this is the part of the show where I ask people, please review the show, rate it, you know, do all that bullshit so we can get to 100. Because once we hit 100, I don't know what happens. Uh, my house catches on fire or mm-hmm. I, I get a red lollipop from Steve Jobs' ghost. I think they send you a check for a million bucks. Fuck, then Please. Guys, do it. Eight of you. We're like at ninety-two or ninety-three. I'll do it, Dan. I'll review this thing. I think you probably already have. I probably already forced you to do it over the years. I don't do shit like that, man. Yeah, you're right. I would have to. I I'd have to walk you through it pretty <laughs> hardcore too. Yeah, I can figure that out. Open iTunes, search yeah. for "Save It for the Show," and then do it. Okay. There's no way you you had to you had to physically load the download the uh, the podcast app. I know. So that I could, so I could listen to your show. I did, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Is that how you listen to it now? You bet your ass. All right, thank you for that. Well, here's one. This is a good review. The title is "The Greatest Non-Famous Podcast," 
And that really resonated with me because yeah. I do feel like, you know, we're, we're in a tough market. There's a lot of famous people out there doing shows, but there's something special about ours. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough out there. So hosted by two mid thirties fathers, the show gets to the grime quickly. Have you ever thought something inappropriate? Well, these two have and broadcast it to the world to hear great show, great comedy, great poop jokes. So appreciate that review from a listener named ZDLS. So thanks for thanks for firing that in. Yeah, this gave me goosebumps, Dan. Literally, isn't that nice? When people, yeah, that's so great. I love nice. when people write stuff like that. It just seriously warms my heart. So thank you for the nice note. And you know, on the show, we used to always get hate mail and things like that. Don't get it anymore. So send us a note if it's happy or if you're sad. If you want to yell at me for making women seem like nuns you know uh email us save it for the show at gmail.com go to our website save for the show.com slash contact there's a bunch of easy ways on there you know you should do this every so often since i can't have you on the show as often as i used to you can leave a voicemail for the show and i can play it for the folks at home just check in people want like to know that. what's going on with uh jr these days i like that so let's uh let's uh let's wrap this thing up why don't we do a real treat and, you know, what you, you know, which, by the way, Josh is sort of the originator. You're the godfather of the real treat, because when we used to work together, you used to say, what a treat. You know, mm-hmm. if we would, a man mosa, orange juice and Coors Light, what a treat. Going to the gym and taking a schwitz and hanging out, what a treat. And I sort of used that and molded that into real treat. So as the godfather of real treat, what do you, what do you have this week for us? You know, I, I was really looking forward to, to doing a show with Eddie. I know, um, me too. Because because I, I feel like his uh his comedy and, and, and his uh chops on the show are just are just blossoming. They really are. Um, but I I will admit I, I do get a little backlogged and I I wasn't it wasn't that recently because I remember I called and gave you shit about it. That Eddie gave me uh, a what was it? What was the name of your awards? The the shifties. Shifties, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I'm, you know, I've never gotten to officially accept that award, um, and so that's that's my treat is not only uh, is is listening to Eddie because I'm really enjoying uh, what he brings to the show, but thanking him for uh, for giving me a shifty because my own foul, my top ten friend in the world. Dan Fields doesn't give me one. Nope. Uh, but but I but I get one from Eddie. So that that was the treat was uh, getting to win that. <laughs> it's an honor. I'm not sure what it really means. I mean, do I get like a trophy or something? I, I wish if I'd won the fantasy, you know, March Madness thing and had all that extra money, I could have made some trophies. Yeah, because we don't get trophies anymore. Grown ups don't get trophies, and I fucking want one. I know my kids have so many trophies too from all these <sighs> dumb sports. They don't even care. They they don't care. They get one for everything. It's stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want Eddie. I wish he was on the show. He's Eddie gets jammed up and he has to work uh, sometimes and he can't do the show. So it worked out that you were able to do it this week. And I agree. Your show is fantastic. Hey, maybe if I was top five friend, maybe I was top five friend until I ruined your wedding surprise. So <laughs> that's on me, dog. Ruined my wedding. Didn't give me a shifty. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it, it dropped you some rungs. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. That's fair enough. Plus, we haven't really worked together in four years. Back in the old <laughs> days, I was probably top five. But you know what? Listen, I get it. You got you got other people in your life. Stop touching your microphone. You're, get your microphone off your hairy chest, or people <laughs> are gonna go crazy listening to this. I'm sorry, Dan. There you go. Well, my real treat is an actual treat which has been happening more often than not on the show, it seems. So 
there's this, speaking of being social and doing all this stuff, there's this complete horseshit website called Clout. Remember this website, Clout? Of course. With a K. And yeah. if you go to Clout, you basically, it's a fake company that sort of made itself from other companies. You hook up your Twitter, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, all this stuff, and it tries to create social currency from your own social networks. And if you're popular on Instagram, if you have lots of followers, it gives you more clout. And the stupidest part of it is, is after you have so much clout, people actually put, you know, clout in their score. Like they'll put it on a resume. My clout score is 60. If anyone ever applied for a job for me and they had their clout score on their resume, I would fucking not hire them and I would tell them that they were a piece of shit. So if you put stock in that stuff, I'm, I'm sorry. People are, are laughing at you. However, I like to do it to because every once in a while you get free shit. And the funniest stuff is it's not free shit. It's advertisements masquerading as free shit. So it'll say, hey, congratulations, you won a prize for having so much clout. And one time the prize was a poster signed by the actress. I think her name's Tisha Campbell. She was Ice Cube's sister in Friday. <laughs> okay. And, and she's she's still I liked her. Yeah, she's gorgeous. And so she, she absolutely is. She was in a cop show where she was with with that white dude from what was that show set in California? Or it was like California. What was that show? With uh shit. I don't know. Did you Coveney show? N Californication? No, no. Ugh, God. I, I can't remember. People are probably... 90210? No, nah, it was after that. It, it, the guy, the main character's name, the actor's name was Ben something. Whatever. So the, the fucking perk, the prize, was a signed poster for her new show. It was an ad. You know what I mean? It was an ad masquerading as a prize. So I just got a new one in the mail. And it was an ad for Totino's Pizza Chips. So, you know, Totino's pizza rolls, those garbage pizza rolls that stoner college kids and latchkey kids make when they come home from school, it, you microwave <laughs> or, them. Or, or new, new husbands and dads. <laughs> exactly. When you, when you, I fuck with them all the time. I love those things. Or when you, hey, I'm going to make dinner tonight and you microwave some Totino's pizza rolls. I got rolls. it, honey. Making Totino's. Oh, well, okay. Or bagel bites. I'm more of a bagel bite guy. If I'm going to have like a fake microwave pizza. So, I haven't had a Totino in 30 years. But anyway, yeah. Of course you haven't. So Totino's, they now make chips, like potato chips. And they sent me a couple bags and like a beer koozie and some fucking sunglasses that say Totino's on the side. But these chips, dude, I, I shit you not, were amazing. And they taste... No way. I, I, they were so good. And not only that, they really were scratching a nostalgic itch in my body. When I was a kid in the 80s and 90s, I had the worst diet. I was chubby. My mom let us eat anything we wanted. I ate a ton of frozen food and just garbage. But there was this one chip that I used to love. It was called Pizzeria's. I don't know if that's, you know, ringing a bell for you at all. Was that the, they're not the, the Pringle pizza flavor chip. No. They were like. I remember pizzerias. They were actually branded with like a pizza on the front of the bag. Yeah, and they were shaped like a slice of pizza, like a Dorito. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was made by Keebler, funny enough. The Keebler Elves uh -huh. pizzerias. And, I do remember those. Okay, good. And so I, I have that taste in my brain. Like I ate them so much as a kid that I remember them. And man, eating the Totino's pizza chips just brought back a flood of memories. And they were super good. And I, I gave some to my kids. And it blew their mind how much it tasted like real pizza. 
and it was a fantastic treat. So if you're at a gas station or Walmart, I mean, they do not sell these at Whole Foods or any reputable grocery store. If you find yourself a bag of Totino's pizza chips, you get them. And you, Wait, Danny, are you shopping at reputable grocery stores now? And not just Winco? You're not going to the Winco anymore? No, not so much. I, I pretty much only go to Trader Joe's these days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, is, that is the best news. That's my real truth. <laughs> yes. That, I Picture in your ass, push it around your cart in the Winco every Saturday was, was a tough one for me. I know. Well, <laughs> and the Winco by my house on a Saturday morning, it's 99% Russian grandmas. Just oh, dude. And with their, their grandsons and their red BMWs out front, you know, just m- mad dogging me, just hating on me. So, um, so this, is, this is great news, man. This, 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 uh, I, will now, I will now sleep well tonight. Started from the bottom, now I'm here, and I don't go to Winco anymore. Deluxe apartment. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, listen, my friend, this has been great. I, I've used the show as an excuse for you and me to catch up. And always. listen, so be it. Uh, it's always such a pleasure to have you on. And you've been so supportive of the show. Short of Ben, I think Ben was my official first guest. I think you were definitely like my second or third one to ever come on. And you've always been supportive. Love you for that. So as we're saying goodbye, what what song? Now, I know I'm going to get shit for this because I stole what was going to be your walk-off song. So what song should I be playing as we say goodbye? No, I, I'm gonna stick with Unknown Mortal Orchestra. I'm just gonna go their their new track. Yeah, because I, I I think you played an older one, uh, Malte Love. Hmm. Is, uh, gonna be my my walk off song tonight. And uh, yeah, go back and listen to the old shows with Dan and I. A little less serious, a little more comedy. But Dan, I always love coming on with you and uh, enjoy Malte Love. It's a it's a great tune. It is, and thank you for getting me into this sort of like jammy, stonery, Grateful Dead, folky rock type music it's i love it now i listen to this and tame impala all the time and stuff like that so thanks for that and you're right if you are new to the show and you haven't dug in the archives i'll I'll post on the website links to our old shows because those ones are definitely a lot more raucous and silly not to say this one wasn't a gem but you know what i mean This, this one might have been a little more uh, laid back than some of our other ones. The one in Tahoe, especially, I think was one of my favorites. We were just shit faced. Like you could hear us drinking on the show. <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's the that's the rule. Next show we do, Dan, needs to be a belligerent, ridiculous show. Now that I am now that I am uh, healthy and able to drink again, yes, uh, that I, I insist upon a belligerent show next. Good because. You know what? The people deserve it, and we deserve it. Yes, we both deserve it. I want it, and that will definitely be our next show. So, all right. Well, otherwise, this has been episode 137 of Save for the Show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Love you, buddy. Love you too, my friend. Don't you love-